Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Sav. I'm Savannah, digital creator, tarot reader, entrepreneur, and podcast host. On the show, we get real and expose the unfiltered experiences of life. Are you ready for all this? Let's get started. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Scenes with Sav. I'm your host, Savannah. Today, we are covering loft life, the pros and cons of living in a loft, because that is something I have experience with, almost two years of experience with now. And although it's not something I'm super open with on my social media pages, uh, those of you that follow my stories and kind of keep up with me there have seen me move about my space. And I know I've done a tour in the past and I've gotten so many questions about it or people who have seen that online. And when I meet them in person or connect with them in person, they have a lot to kind of say about the loft. So I'm happy to, to do it, to share with you if that's something you're considering. I've got my pros and cons list right next to me. So let's get into it. Well, I'll give you an overview of loft life and my entrance into it and my experience so far, and then we'll go into the cons and then we'll go into the pros. My experience in the loft has been so transformative for me, for my business. I mean, I didn't even have a business when I moved into the loft and I do now. So that's been huge. That was one of my intentions for moving into a, a work live style loft. The experience has been, it's so good now, but for the first, almost like for the first eight months, it was hard. It was really hard to get used to a different style of living. I also had a roommate that I really didn't align with very well. And although my focus in the living space had nothing to do with my roommate, my personal goals were to build a business and were to live in a beach city and to kind of just have an expansive experience. And so I got all of those things. But I'm glad that I focused on those goals. Because if it were had had to do anything with the person that I lived with, it definitely would have been even worse. So I'm glad that that phase is over because it was super, super tough. I definitely got pushed to my limits. I uh, had to expand in ways that I wasn't expecting, but I think it set me up perfectly for the experience and the the flatmate that I have now. I have a deeper sense of gratitude and compassion and understanding for the space and for the two of us and how we can kind of like cohabitate in a successful way because the first experience was rather unsuccessful. We'll go ahead and get into the cons of loft life. I'll be giving my supporting facts for each one. So hopefully at the end of this episode, you'll have a well-rounded understanding, at least through my perspective, and can kind of get a general sense of the vibe. The first con of living on a loft is that there are no walls or doors, and there can be a lack of privacy. So I live in a unique situation. I think every loft is unique because most lofts are created from warehouse spaces. So either they're like one big warehouse that gets broken up into like a couple different apartment units or a big warehouse building with multiple floors. And then those floors will get broken up or each loft will be a floor or whatever. But typically a loft apartment will have multiple levels. So usually the layout is the ground level will be the working space. And then there'll be a smaller upper level that's accessible by steps or by uh, I have a friend that lives in a loft with a ladder or some type of upper level. And that's where the tenant will sleep. And that will be the setup. My loft is different because we, I mean, we have so much space. I'm super grateful for the spot, but 
We have our first floor, which is the bathroom, the kitchen, and what in a conventional living setting would be a living room, but we use that differently and I'll get into that in a moment. Above the kitchen, that second level is my room or a landing that we've sectioned off or have sectioned off with big, juicy, thick blackout curtains. (laughs) That's my room. And then above my room on the third level is the patio. We have two patio spaces and that's the big patio directly across from me is my roommate's landing. So she has a separate set of stairs that go up to her landing. That's a little bit more private because the only person who would be going up there would be her. Above her is what we use as our office. Then the smaller patio on the right is also above her room. Right now I'm in our office space, our open office space, but if I'm moving around up here, she feels like that's her ceiling. So she could definitely hear (laughs) what's happening. In In addition to the fact that this is a big giant open space. So we sectioned it off the best we can for the areas that need it, but it is all open. So there is that lack of sound privacy. Like I mentioned, there's no door to close or wall to kind of like shield that. Like I mentioned, there have been curtains that were put up, but when I first moved in here and I was in my landing and my roommate was in her landing, we had no curtains for four months. For half the time we lived together, no freaking curtains, okay? Can you imagine? First of all, both of us were getting up at like six in the morning because we have these big, beautiful floor to ceiling windows at the top level. And those are the only windows in the home, by the way. Light would just pour in, which is beautiful and great, but not at five or six in the morning. Sleep schedule was a little bit off. And then of course, the fact that there was no privacy. I'm sure there was a butt cheek or a boob that was seen as like, I'm, I'm changing into something or whatever. We've worked around it. And when the curtains went up, shout out to my dad. He is like, so cool and such an amazing handyman. <laughs> Anything cool that's currently still in my loft space was because of him. So shout out dad. He helped me put up these 10 foot curtains on both sides. And we used a hospital track, a plastic hospital track, what they use in hospitals to kind of shield, um, you know, separate beds, you know, with a little curtain. That's what I ordered. So I ordered hospital track uh, and those went up on the ceiling and then we installed the curtains into the hospital track and voila now we have curtains privacy what and blocking of of a little bit of blocking of sound and blocking of light which is huge that is my biggest con is that there is lack of privacy for the sound though i have found a solution i have a sound machine electrofan sound you can find it on amazon or i'll link it in the show notes it's great it gets pretty loud it just makes white noise and i play that every night when i go to sleep One, it helps me sleep. And two, it's just nice to be able to like move about my room and not feel like every little sound can be heard. Although I'm sure you can still hear, you can still hear. But there was a a moment where I remember feeling when I had first moved in where I was so self-conscious that I like, I was like stressing. I was like, oh my God, can my roommate hear if I'm unwrapping a tampon? Like, you know, there's just elements of privacy when I'm like changing my underwear or my socks or, you know, saying a prayer at night, like to myself, like, can that be heard, you know? And so it's nice to have that sound barrier. And I know that my roommate appreciates it too, just to have a little buffer. If I want to have a conversation that's lower at night, the sound can kind of help muffle that or... I'm turning around in my bed or maybe I'm breathing heavy or whatever. And it's just nice to have that. Now that those uh, remedies are in place, it's made it much more livable and enjoyable. I would still say that that's probably the biggest one. Con number two, lofts are typically industrial and sometimes they can lack heating, proper insulation, air conditioning, uh, and can be susceptible to bugs, which sucks. But like I mentioned earlier, the spaces that lofts are typically made from 
uh, are super industrial. So they're not like beautifully insulated and coated like a regular home or an apartment complex would be. I think newer lofts, they probably do their best. (laughs) My building is technically a historical building. So Maybe they were limited in some aspects of what they could do. There have been some critters, you know, it's been gross, but it's been very like a small thing to deal with. My other friends that lived in lofts also have some unfavorable critters and it's just part of the space, you know, and the trade-off. So each individual decides if that's something they're willing to put up with or not, depending on the type of critter and how frequent they have to deal with a critter and, and what they're using their loft for and if that exchange is like worth it. We haven't dealt with it too much, but when it has come up, it has been an issue and made me feel less comfortable in my home. So if it were an ongoing thing, it would definitely be a deal breaker for me. But it usually only happens during certain times of the year. And our management team has been very awesome about staying on top of it as best they can and sending people out right away to kind of remedy the problem or try to find a solution. That is con two. Con three, lofts can be tricky to furnish. This kind of goes hand in hand with what you're looking to use your loft space primarily for. Because keep in mind, work loft, work live lofts are just for that. They're for working and they're for living and creatives flock to them for that reason. But because of that, especially if it's your first time living in a loft, it can be hard to conceptualize a place that was made for like businesses, especially if you're not sure what that's going to be like for you. And sometimes the dimensions for lofts can be a little bit off because I think people making them aren't really having that in mind. Like you want to have it in mind enough to where people can easily have their living space, but you also want it to be open enough and like neutral enough to be a workspace because that's the appeal of living in a loft. Because of that, they can be tricky to decorate. I remember my initial roommate at the time and I had such... Uh, just it was like such a challenge to figure out what is this space what do we want it to be we had so many different furniture pieces in and out figuring out what we wanted we had a pole like a a dancing stripper pole at one point we had couches we had a floor bed we had a swing mirrors were put in shout out dad again professional dance studio mirrors because both of us had agreed on our love for music and our love for dance and wanted that aspect in the living room and so those are still there they're great i love them great for stretching great for outfit selfies, like whatever, they're awesome. That's been tricky. And the bedrooms, again, so tricky. A lot of times there aren't very many outlets or outlets are in unconventional places because it's an unconventional place. (laughs) And so figuring out how to make those loft things work for you it is part of a challenge. But once that can be remedied, then it opens you up to so many more positives about the space. But lack of closet space, I didn't add that as a con. But that is a con, okay, for sure. Everything is out and open in a loft. So a lot of people that I know that live in lofts end up becoming like minimalist by default, not to an extremist extent, but it's like less stuff, the better. You know, you have very little storage space in a loft and everything is on display. So you have to be really organized about it or just not have so many things and be intentional with where things are. Con number four, constantly moving energy. So like I was mentioning, before with the fact that the loft wasn't made for comfort or it's just standard living and relaxing in mind like regular homes and apartments are the energy here reflects that it really does reflect that i'm someone who's super intuitive i'm pretty psychic i am very like tuned into my extrasensory perception and i definitely have an understanding and awareness of the energy in any environment i'm in it can be hindering at times because i can be super hyper aware and so that's something that i noticed right away after moving in and spending time here. Now there's a flow of energy that 
we've cultivated and can work with. And I feel like me and the energy in the space understand one another now. But for a long time, I felt that pressure to constantly be working because it's a work, live, love. I felt pressure. I felt like I couldn't really relax. And part of that is due to the fact that the energy and the way the lofts are set up doesn't really support that. So in typical lofts, like when you have that second level, you can kind of hide away on that second level. That's where the energy is a little bit more calm and comfortable and relaxed for you to sleep because none of the rooms are denoted as anything. It's up to the tenant to define what they want each area to be. All of the energy is like circulatory and very um, just constant. It took a while to figure out how we wanted the spaces to be and for my room specifically to feel like a bedroom. It still doesn't because hello, there's no walls. <laughs> I can I can still feel energy that's like moving passively, like just past that. It's a lot better than it was. And so someone coming into a loft for the first time, or maybe you've lived in multiple lofts and you can agree with this, there does have to be an element of you figuring out what you want the spaces to be. And then also being okay with never fully feeling comfortable. I don't relax fully here in my space. I like that because I am a, a new business owner going in my second year as self-employed, freelancing for social media, and now offering tarot and like online services. And so that's been amazing because the energy in my space supports and motivates me to be working on that. In addition to it just being a cool place that's easy for me to film and has great light and things work like I'm at home recording this right now on my mic with my laptop looking out a big window in my office and I'm looking at my bedroom across from me. Where else can you get that, you know? But at the same time, it can be hard for me to turn off because although my office is on the upper level and my bedroom is on the the second level, I can still always see my office. Like my work is always just right there. So that may be part of a working from home energy, But when your home is also where you build your business or work out of, that can be tricky to navigate. So you have to have clear boundaries and a clear like on and off time for yourself. Otherwise, you may find that that constant energy moving is too much for you and you never really can settle into a deep state of relaxation or even sleep, honestly. I sleep much better at my partner's house because his room actually gets fully dark. The door closes. He has... A couch, like it just feels more like intentional, like this area is for dining, this area is for relaxing, living room, watching TV, this area is for sleep. It's easier to get into those preset grooves. Here, even though those areas have been assigned with furniture and intention, the energy is still constant. That's that. And then the fourth con is you must be aligned energetically, vibrationally with your flatmates, with your roommates, if you have one. Definitely have to be aligned with who you live with and be comfortable with communication and be comfortable with having yourself be out more open. And I'm super private. I'm a super private person. <laughs> it's funny. I'm a super private person that has a podcast. But my my inner world, my I'm a cancer, so that crab shell element of me, like I need a place to tuck away. I need to be able to have my secrets and my my personal time. I'm an introvert, so I recharge solo. And so What's tricky about that is that even when my roommate and I are both home and she's quiet and she's doing her thing, and I'm quiet doing my thing, I still feel the energy of another person here. And so I can't fully relax and recharge in my own vibe because it's not my own vibe. There's a person here and it's being currently shared, even when it's from a distance and we're not like communicating actively. Energy always is communicating and is always moving. So 
I've made it work, you know, and I make sure that I have my time outside of that and I really utilize my alone time. Like, for example, my alone time is now. I'm by myself in the loft recording this. This is great because my creative process is very private until I've gotten on a roll with something. Like now, for example, if my roommate's home or my roommate has friends over and I have to do a tarot live on Monday nights, I do it and it's super easy and I've already established that practice and that mode and that energy. So it's fine. I don't care about that being heard or someone observing my creation process while I'm doing that. But for a project like this, where we're still in our our first 10 episodes of this podcast, it's still a baby. It's still being cultivated. It's still being molded and shaped. I cannot have anybody home. <laughs> while I'm recording this. No, maybe if I was doing like a partner podcast, or I had a guest or something, and then someone was home and could hear us like conversing, that's different. But for me and my creative process, that has to be by myself for at least in the beginning of whatever the project is. Having that time is really important to me. And so finding a workaround with that, I've had to be open about my needs. And I've had to communicate my needs to my roommate. And currently my roommate now, she's so wonderful. And I am so grateful for her. We're really good about communicating those needs and allowing space for each other's creativity. So like she's a photographer. Our downstairs is actually a photo studio that can be turned into a dance studio that can be turned into a living room. So it's really cool. But I'm always I try to always give her the studio to herself when she has a client booked for an in-home shoot. She hasn't specifically asked for that, but it's just kind of a courtesy, you know? It's like, all right, I can easily plan a grocery shop or I can easily plan to go to the gym during that time. I know that I'm going to need that private time for my creative process, and I think it's important for that to be honored on both ends. That's just something to note if you're someone that has a hard time speaking up or a hard time setting or enforcing boundaries. Again, you know, the cleaning in a loft, it's a lot more cleaning, especially when you're working. Now you have a work mess and your regular living mess. And so that has to happen. Have to be comfortable with stating those things and then also doing those things. You know, you can't just say it and not show up for it. That's something that living with the right person, it makes it easier to do that. It's nice to embark on something together. That's it for the cons. Now we'll quickly go over the pros. First pro is loft living is an open creative space and it's so much fun. It it definitely to me anyway, it is a nice outlet for that inner child who sees the whole world as an opportunity to play and create. Living in a space that inspires that is super, super key, especially if you're creative or if you're someone who has a creative business or who just likes to do things differently and like stay kind of on your toes and doesn't want to get too comfortable a loft would be great. Like I mentioned earlier, our living room is also a photo studio, which is also a dance studio, which is also a Taekwondo studio. Like it's whatever we want it to be. And we make sure that we keep the furniture in there minimal and our personal belongings in there minimal because we want it to easily be switched up into the next activity or lack thereof at a moment's notice. Don't know of any other living spaces that are that are truly like that. It's really unique in that way. And I and I love that aspect about living in a loft. Pro number two, which is something I wasn't expecting, but I've actually come to enjoy, is that living in a loft is a cool spot. I've never lived somewhere unconventional or that people complimented when they came over. When people come over for the first time here, it's like that reaction is so fun to witness. And I really enjoy that. You know, wow, Savannah, this is beautiful. Oh my gosh, what's up these stairs? Oh, wow, you have a patio. I can see my guests getting inspired by that space and by that unconventional like style of living. I've had a few people tell me and 
Both of them are actually acquaintances. One of them was, she was an Amazon driver and I was coming home and she was looking for an apartment unit and they ended up being my neighbor. So I was like, yeah, yeah, it's unit number six just past mine. As we're both going down the, the hallway together, she's like looking up and she's like, are these lofts? And I said, oh yeah, how did you know? And she's like, I deliver a lot of places. This just kind of looks like the layout. And I said, well, if you have a minute, you can just peek into mine if you want to see. Because I could sense her interest. And she quickly came in and like her eyes got so big. And she was like, wow, this is amazing. I didn't even know places were like this in the city. Thank you so much. And then just leaves, (laughs) you know, because she couldn't like hang out and have tea. It was just cool to give her that moment of like expansiveness and expand her perception in that way just by sharing my space. And there's another uh, woman that I had over that also just kind of illuminated her perspective of the kind of places that she could live. And I think that's cool to live in a place that is fun and cool like that. And so that's definitely something I want to continue to have as I grow and get older and and move around and travel and whatever. Being in a cool space is a vibe. And it's something that I will add to my checklist for places moving forward. Pro number three, creative neighbors. So I haven't interacted too, too much with my neighbors for a good portion of my time here. It was um, like quarantine pandemic time. So obviously people are not like mixing and mingling like usual. The neighbors that I have met and have had a good conversation with are all so cool. So almost all of my neighbors here have their own businesses or are self-employed in some capacity. We have multiple photographers here. We have someone who owns their own magazine, someone who owns their own pet clothing store. We have someone who was a like into cakes and I don't I don't think she cooked at home, but she had like a pastry business. It's just been so cool to be surrounded by people who are also creative and unconventional in that sense because, you know, lofts attract those kinds of people. I I like that. It kind of forces me to get out of my shell a little bit to kind of open up to the neighbors just because they're cool people that I would love to connect with more. And I haven't lived somewhere that inspired that. I definitely count that as a pro. Pro four, the loft easily shapeshifts. So I won't get into this too much, but like I mentioned before, our living room can transform really easily. And that's to be said about all of our spaces, especially if you keep the furniture minimal and your mind open, the spaces can easily be whatever you want them to be. Like I could set this space up to host a silent retreat. And then the next weekend I could have a party and set the DJ up like on a ledge or in my office and clear that out. And now the DJ is DJing from the third floor and like we're all dancing on the first floor. There's just so many opportunities to make it what you want. And I really love that about the loft space. And then the last pro that I'll wrap up this episode is that (laughs) the loft encourages a work-life balance. I've struggled with this, which you heard me talk about not too long ago in this episode. It's nice to be able to have your workspace in your home, but separate from your bed or from your living room. Because in typical places, People will have their desks in their bedroom. So there's like work and rest conflicting there. Or they'll have their desk in their living room, which is conflicting with like relaxation or mealtimes. It's so cool to have an open space, even if it's just the base level and then a little smaller landing for a bedroom or something. That's perfect because you know that the whole downstairs first floor is your work stuff. 
And then you can go upstairs and rest and recuperate or have a private conversation or something or whatever, and then come back down and dive right back into your work. It's convenient. So I've struggled with the boundary there of not wanting to just go back to work after I get out of a shower at night. (laughs) But for someone who is creative naturally, or who does have unconventional schedule or who works from home or gets their random spark of creativity in the middle of the night, that's a perfect setup. Your neighbors are probably also up and very chill, so they're not going to mind. That is it for my five pros and my five cons of loft life. I'll give you the quick little wrap up. Your quick cons. One, no walls or doors, lack of privacy. Two, industrial, lack of heating or AC or insulation, maybe possibly bugs. Con three, can be tricky to furnish or decorate. Con four, constantly moving energy. Con five, must be aligned with your flatmates. Pro one, it's an open creative space. Pro two, it's a cool spot to live. Pro three, creative neighbors. Pro four, the space easily shapeshifts. And pro five, encourages a work-life balance. Thank you so much for listening to Behind the Scenes with Sav, Loft Life Edition. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you live in a loft? Would you like to live in a loft? Do you have any further questions about loft living? Let me know by leaving a comment below or emailing the podcast, reaching out to me online. I would love to acknowledge you, answer your question, and continue to foster our behind the scenes with SAV community. Thanks again, and I will talk to you all next week. If you're taking away a little inspiration or wisdom from today's show, send it to a friend, post it on your socials, or leave a rating and review all of which help to reach more listeners like you.